0: All right, y'all. So we're constantly seeing the flow of illegal immigrants as they cross our border. But some of the stories that go underreported are how Border Patrol and National Guard are affected by this open border policy that has been allowed by the Biden administration. Now, for the safety of our subject, we're going to keep him anonymous because he is currently active in the National Guard. But he's joining us today to talk to us about some of the Again, underreported border horrors that are happening every single day here in Texas. So uh, thank you so much for joining us today. And let's just get started with what your time at the border has been like. Talk to us a little bit about that.
1: Here in the Valley, you're going to see a lot of, um, you know, drug flow and a lot of violence from the cartel. And uh, to try to cover that up, they pushed large groups of migrants across to try to uh, distract us from them smuggling drugs across as well. We've been all over the border. Uh, In the valley, you know, they shoot. They shoot at us quite often. They do that. They'll taunt us. Uh, There was a news story a few months ago where they fake to be heading just to kind of, like, show us that they're there Mm -hmm. and that they know we're watching. Um, And that's just, like, some of the stuff. You know, there's other times they'll drive by, they'll wave their weapons at us, and they'll keep on going. I don't want to be too specific, but there's a... There's a house, <laughs> a very bright-colored house in uh, Roma, mm-hmm. where they uh, they drove out this little compound, and they dragged these bodies, like, maybe 100, 200 meters, and then cut them loose. They are already dead, so they're not going anywhere. But it was pretty much like, show us, like, hey, this is what we're doing.
0: And this is happening kind of just every month here in Texas. This is just a normal scene.
1: Yeah, most of us have seen that or a lot worse. Um, Some of the guys said they've seen these, uh, seen them, you know, actually kill people.
0: And let's talk about the Rio Grande Valley because, uh, again, you're kind of all over Texas. Mm -hmm. Um, I've heard that Roma specifically is one of the most dangerous areas at the border. I mean, what are your thoughts on that as somebody who's worked all over?
1: I definitely believe it's uh, the most dangerous place. Um, I want to say at least twice, maybe three times a week uh, at one point on this mission, it was like, they're getting shot at really frequently. And, um, you know, n- nothing was coming out of it, you know. If anything, if things got more strict for us.
0: And when you say nothing was coming out of it, you mean the cartels are shooting at National Guard and Border Patrol members and the administration or whoever's in charge is not responding to that.
1: Yeah, they're not responding to that at all. You know, we're kind of sitting ducks. Uh, they tell us we can't shoot back unless they're on our side, but they do not dumb enough to come to our side.
0: National Guard and Border Patrol don't typically talk to media. I want to ask you, what are some of these stories and what are some of the things that you've witnessed at the border that we typically don't hear about via the media?
1: Well, for us being shot at, that's one, um, because this is a state mission. A lot of these guys aren't going to have access to the VA. Uh, some pictures of a guy getting dipped in acid that um, I just shared with you. Um, the guys that came across that body, they're not going to get help for, uh, like you know, seeing that we're just collecting checks at this point. And as far as getting the help that some of these guys are gonna need uh, mentally, they're not gonna receive that help. So I'm hoping that this brings uh, attention to that.
0: And I do wanna focus in on this photo that you provided with us. So what the viewers are seeing on screen right now is a man whose head was dipped in acid via the cartel. And uh, what happened after that? Explain that situation to us.
1: So um, I wanna say Border Patrol let us know that uh, there was a body somewhere in the area. And uh, some of the guys went looking for it, and sure enough, they ended up finding it on our side of the river, which tells us that the cartel crossed him over, left it there for us to find, and went back. So it was pretty much one of those, um, you know, scare tactics. Um, I mean, I wasn't present for it, but um, those were my friends that found the body. And uh, I mean, it, it surfaced really fast, like amongst the platoon. Everybody knew what had happened.
0: And when National Guard members find these bodies that are left for you guys by the cartel as an intimidation tactic, I mean, what does that do for your guys' morale? How does it, I guess, impact you?
1: Morale-wise, I wanna say it puts everybody more on an edge, you know? Some of us go to work and we're kinda happy to be there, but you don't really understand the full dangers. Mm -hmm. And then you see something like that and it really makes you appreciate when you're not getting shot at or the cartel is on their side because you kind of see the lengths that they'll go
0: right and referring to the cartel shooting at you guys you provided us as well with this audio of cartel members in the middle of the night shooting at you talk to us about what happened
1: yeah so we were on a point um it gets super dark out there there's no lights or anything you know Mm. well the cartel could see us during the day so they know where we're at so one night i guess one of them got bold and just wanted to remind us that they're there that they're watching yeah. so they kind of just started firing off rounds over our op uh thankfully they weren't close to it but it was still close enough to, for us to uh you know be aware that they're aware
0: uh another big issue at the border of course is a lot of the children coming over unaccompanied minors um, have you had any experiences with, with these kids
1: lots of them uh i think that's uh probably for me the being shot at and the dead bodies that that doesn't really hold much weight but when I see the kids, I think that one mentally is what's been draining me here on the border. Um, I've seen like a three-year-old little girl with her seven-month-old brother. And they were just left down on the riverbank for me to find. And uh, I shared that video with you as well. She was from, I want to say uh, Venezuela. And uh, yeah, she was scared. She was scared. And uh, her parents just left her there. Um, that was one. There was another one where she was about seven years old. And uh, the coyote kind of just threw her up onto the riverbank and got her stuck in some barbed wire. So I was doing a foot patrol when I was coming back. I found her, and it's about a hundred degrees easy, well over a hundred. And she was wearing a uh, like a windbreaker. She was wearing a really thick jacket, mm-hmm. so I can imagine how hot like she was. Mm-hmm. So I went over and uh, pulled her out of the sea wire, and uh, took her back to our to our point. And that one was really hard to. Uh, like phantom or to like I knew what I was looking at it was still hard for me to believe what I was looking at
0: and and that's what I want to really highlight here too because so many people on the left wing say that open border policies are loving that uh, you know we need to be welcoming in these immigrants because they're fleeing these other countries but again as somebody who's rescuing these children who are being abandoned at the border I mean what are the realities of what these human smugglers and the cartels are doing to these people like what are some of those realities
1: there was a case uh, she was an 11-year-old girl from uh, Cuba, I believe it was. She was crossing. Her mother gave her a box of condoms, and uh, the mom told her she was gonna need them mm-hmm. for the cross. She crossed by herself. Uh, so when I when I found her, she had three condoms left in a box of like 15 or something like that. It was a big box. Mm-hmm. She only had three left. Uh, pretty much the coyotes did what they wanted with her, and she was only 11. Yeah, you know. That's some of the realities of it. It's like sure the open borders great for people to wanna start an American dream, but you gotta think about what these people are going through on the other side. Like it's not it's not that great because they're at the mercy of whoever's crossing them. And some of these people never make it across. You know. A lot of these immigrants, they'll tell me at the at the border that the Mexican military or the cartel or whoever it is that catches them, they extort them or they, uh, you know, beat them, mm-hmm. you know, or they take whatever they want. And um, I mean, that's a, that's a danger all on its own.
0: Yeah, know? and uh, I mean, I don't want to make you dig too deep, you know, in regards to even thinking about this, but I mean, like you said, you know what you're looking at when you're rescuing these little kids that are being extorted, being sexually assaulted, being abandoned in the middle of the desert. How has that affected you? I mean, you know, versus when you first started this versus now.
1: It definitely affected me. Uh, I want to say uh, my ex-girlfriend, she really got like a blunt, uh, like, she got the worst end of it. Cause I would, I would snap at her and start drinking a lot. Mm-hmm. Cause it's not something you really want to see. Yeah. Like you hear about it, but seeing it's another thing. Yeah. And uh, my ex-girlfriend, she definitely saw like the worst end of it. And it's not like I could get help either because they're not, you know, we don't have therapists. We have a chaplain, but a lot of people don't understand that talking about this only makes things worse for us because we're reliving these experiences.
0: Right, right, right. Well, thank you for sitting here and sharing this with us because I imagine that, you know, having to rehash all these stories is very difficult for you. So thank you for doing this. Oh, absolutely. Um, Another thing that I wanna talk about is again, the cartels, right? We're hearing about the human smuggling, the drug trafficking, but what are some of the other cartel tactics and intimidation
1: um, that they're utilizing against border patrol and National Guard? You know, I wanna say the biggest one is the shooting at us. You know, um, the bullet doesn't have a name and you don't know it's there until it hits close. Mm -hmm. And uh, back in December, they shot up a border patrol truck. And I wanna say it was in that they shot up our Humvee and um, you know that, I think that in its own is like the biggest intimidation factor. It's, uh, it's definitely a sound you don't forget when a round goes really close by you, mm-hmm. especially when it hits something that you're like, for us, we're sitting in a Humvee and one of the rounds struck the Humvee. It's a very loud sound. Some point we kind of got used to it and it was kind of fun, but after, and, but that tells you how how often it happened to us for it to become like, oh, it's just another thing that they're doing.
0: And uh, was was this happening to you under Donald Trump's administration? I mean, were you finding as many children? Were you getting shot at as often? Uh, was this as commonplace of a thing?
1: No, I feel like under Trump's administration, Mexico is working a lot more with us as well. Um, so we didn't have that issue as much. It still happened, mm-hmm. but it wasn't as common as it is now.
0: As a National Guard member yourself, do you feel that this administration is putting your life and your fellow members at risk?
1: absolutely you never know what's crossing you never know what's gonna cross so um the way i see it's america's probably at its weakest as like weak as it's ever been in a long time right now so we're very vulnerable and i feel like it's only a matter of time before somebody actually gets shot or you know before something bad actually happens before the for the administration to realize like okay maybe we do need to do something here versus as under trump you know he didn't take those chances.
0: And most recently, Bishop Evans, who was a National Guardsman, actually drowned as he was saving, I believe, a drug smuggler yes. from the river.
1: It was very touchy. It was a very touchy uh, subject, because as soon as that happened, instead of uh, like more support for us, they kind of put us on a tighter leash. You know, um, what, he did, right? what he did was right, regardless of what that person was doing. Uh, he, he made the right decision and it's unfortunate what happened, but shortly after that, they told us we couldn't jump in the water or rescue people anymore, which is something uh, a lot of us have done, you know? And um, I think this happened in Eagle Pass where there was a person drowning, it looks like at a bridge, and uh, those guys were just standing there and they couldn't help them in fear of getting in trouble by higher ups. And uh, I think that was really like an eye-opener for us is that Um, you know, it's pretty much being able to live with yourself after that. And so many people at that point, drownings went up. You saw more drownings happen. Mm -hmm. Mainly because everybody was scared of getting in trouble and helping.
0: And uh, you've been working the border for a number of years at this point. So you've worked under Donald Trump's border policy and now Joe Biden's. Can you talk to us about the difference uh, between the two policies and the two presidents?
1: Yeah, so under Trump it seemed like it was a lot more controlled. Um, The border flowed a lot easier. As, um, like, the numbers spoke for themselves, we had it, I feel like, more controlled at that time. And now it's kind of like, you know, everybody's allowed to come in. Mm -hmm. So uh, they're taking advantage of that. The cartel's taking advantage of that for sure by sending huge groups of people in. And, um, yeah, it's just... uh, It's just a, it's it's a bigger mess than what it used to be, Mm -hmm. for sure.
0: Under Donald Trump, what did your everyday look like versus under Joe Biden? What's the difference there?
1: Oh man, so under Trump, it was a lot more uh, deportations. You know, they would come across, but we'd send them back. Border Patrol had power. Mm -hmm. It's like now Border Patrol lacks that power because they bring them in just to release them. Rather, at that time, they brought them in and sent them right back. You know, and there was an understanding that they wouldn't come back until their court date. So Mexico is taking care of those migrants. Whereas, to, whereas now, Mexico's only, if anything, sending us more, sending us to people they don't want anymore. So Trump did this one thing where he funded like the Mexican National Guard. So they weren't allowing these caravans to pass at that time. Mm-hmm. And now it's kind of gone to where, you know, they're just allowing them to flow through.
0: So what does the process look like now? You guys are just apprehending them and bringing them to these processing facilities?
1: Every day, it looks like uh, they cross the river We tell them to stop, they stop, and then they follow us. But for the most part, they're just family units. So, they think we're there to help them. I mean, for the most part, we kinda are. Uh, From there, Border patrol picks them up and takes them to these facilities. As far as I don't know too much what goes on behind those walls. Biden's sending lots of money to Ukraine that we could be using here. Immigration's a huge, uh, takes up a lot of money in these budgets for uh, politicians. And, I can imagine how much money they're spending on uh, immigration right now. And it's like they're, they're siphoning money away from what's actually important, what can be like helping out their own people. Mm-hmm. Instead, this administration is helping out everybody but their people. And that's what
0: I wanted to ask you, too. Again, you work the border. You've seen what Joe Biden has allowed to prosper here. We're seeing a record number of illegal immigrants crossing. Uh, I was reading The New York Times the other day. Apparently the cartel is now making $13 billion under this administration uh, because of the human trafficking and the drug smuggling. Uh, what is your message as you know a current National Guards member to this administration?
1: Definitely open your eyes and acknowledge the fact that there is a crisis here. You know, uh, I know Biden probably did a lot of that. He reversed a lot of Trump's policies out of pettiness, but he definitely needs to go back to those policies and look at what was working and, uh, you know, start to uh, reestablish some of that because things are only gonna get worse. If it gets easier and easier for people to cross, more and more people are gonna keep crossing. So, and it's only a matter of time before a guardsman loses his life to the cartel.
0: How do you feel the media has represented you guys and your work at the border?
1: So I like to think uh, like Fox anyways, and uh, you guys, you guys are getting it pretty right. As far as everybody else, you know, they're not acknowledging the issue on the border. You know, uh, they're definitely not, uh, they're definitely not getting, they're they're not seeing what's really taking place. You know, Uh, being, uh, the, having to deal with the media on two different administrations was definitely an eye-opener. Under Trump, it was kids in cages and all this other stuff. Um, I never really saw that. I saw like, these giant holding facilities where they get processed and sent back to Mexico. Mm-hmm. That was about it. But people failed to acknowledge the fact that it was the Obama administration that had started those cages and Biden was part of that administration. So things are definitely worse now.
0: And the media is silent. The
1: media is very silent. They're not acknowledging that, you know. So I'm glad that you guys are picking up this story.